Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Micah Rich. I'm Olivia Kane. And we are back with the third episode for the weekly typographic podcast. It's kind of a special week, at least for us. Uh, it is Thanksgiving. So we're yeah. doing this one remotely, which is I know. Kind of sad and also fun. I know. Wait, so where are you, Micah? Uh, I am back home in upstate New York in Syracuse. Where are you? I'm back home in Chicago, Illinois. Shout out to all of my Chicago listeners. Nice. <laughs> um, it's a it's a relatively light week in terms of awesome type news that we did find some cool stuff. But since uh, you know we've been hinting the last few weeks talking about this course that is launching, figured we would tell you a little bit more detail than we did even last week to get that rolling, and then we could get into the cool stuff this week of type news. Oh, yeah. So what you got for us? All right. Well, uh, as we mentioned last week, the new site is launching on Monday morning. Um, I'm going to be in Eastern time, so it's going to be Monday morning Eastern time for everybody who's in different time zones. Um, And with that, we are launching this super exciting Type Design 101 course with Thomas Jockin, who we've mentioned before, uh, super talented type designer, started Type Thursday. It's kind of a joint effort between our two companies. Um, (coughs) And so the Type Design 101 course, there's basically four sections. um, And the first one is totally free. Fundamentals, uh, going through glyphs and opening it up and drawing some characters. And then um, we actually recorded a little bit ahead of time so <coughs> it looks beautiful I, yeah, i'm super excited that you posted it's gonna be some great content <laughs> i i honestly uh you know in in starting to go through it with him i feel like i learned so much just by sitting next to him and asking questions and stuff and oh, it totally. made me even more excited than i thought that i was before which sounds really cheesy but it's legitimately true like once we got done with talking about some of these things i was like oh my gosh I can't believe we are doing this part for free. Like, this is amazing. I am so excited to put that out in the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, I've heard some of the sample courses, and it's really, really good stuff. I can't say it enough. I've been saying that every week. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so, honestly, like, the, the paid part of the course, you know, it starts with sort of learning the uh, parts of a font that you would want to start with first, which is equally kind of uh, an introduction for people who are just interested in learning digital lettering and starting to draw letters. You know, if you are if you want to start getting into custom logo design or something like that, it's a perfect fit for somebody who maybe isn't committed yet to learning to make an entire font and just wants to learn about the drawing and the lettering. The second chunk is for someone who is already committed and interested in learning how to make an entire font with uh, uppercase, lowercase, punctuation, special characters, all that good jazz. And then... And oh, I yeah. do want to... No, it's okay. I just wanted to say that, like, knowing where to start in type design is, like, it's such... That's a big gift because I feel like type design is super intimidating and it's not the easiest process, but once you start getting, like, a few things down, um, you'll start noticing a pattern and it really opens up this world that you never if you never thought you could make a typeface before like you can do it that's so so true and as a person too you know even when i started the league i didn't have much experience with actual type design 
And that yeah. was that was one of the things was like it felt so intimidating. And what yeah. I love about the way Thomas is approaching the way we're going to teach this is a how like hands on it is about like actually making this stuff and then talking about the stuff that you have made. And yeah. that's why it's like a live course so that we can interact that way and like give you actual feedback. But the other thing is like it is just the way that he teaches it. You learn all these like tiny tricks and stuff up front that you feel like this is why this is like how professionals get it done. Oh, yeah. And definitely it suddenly opens up this world of like reusing pieces and like the the shortcuts that make it easier to make stuff and think about how to make stuff and the patterns and like those details are the things that suddenly make it feel like, shoot, I could make a font. Yeah. And I feel like the way that you guys are doing it when you try to keep teach yourself type design like I did. There are so many pain points that when you don't have someone there to directly contact, you're going to be wasting a lot of time trying to mm. figure issues out that shouldn't take that long. Um, so, you know, it's, I mean, I wish this resource was available when I was first making my first font and I just can't wait to see what you guys are doing with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of the first course that the league is putting out there. I wrote a year ago about how I want this to be the future for the league of like making the league sustainable is um, teaching both for free and, you know, as as a business model. So I see this as like the beginning of the next step for the league and and that in itself is really exciting and the fact that we're starting that on monday uh you know is nerve-wracking but but i'm just so jazzed about it so exciting and make sure i know everyone's gonna be getting like a thousand emails on monday because of cyber monday i know i do yeah um but like yeah we're the we're the good stuff <laughs> we're gonna be the nugget in that massive overflow of emails so don't forget about us <laughs> great thank you so uh, that's the exciting stuff's coming Monday, and I guess on to uh, the cool stuff that we found this week. Yeah. So like we said earlier, it was kind of a light week, as it should be. Go be with your families. Hang out with them. <laughs> right. Eat food. Um, <laughs> but there is still some really great stuff that we found that we wanted to share, um, starting with an article about optical so it's titled optical effects and user interfaces but when i read it as someone that does print design i found it just incredibly useful for the stuff i'm doing and so helpful for layout design but micah if you want to talk like a little bit about what the content is within the article yeah so uh it was you know i i guess i do a lot of user interface design and i feel like there's a lot of correlations between that particular category of design and um, using typography as well as making it. Um, and so I found this article kind of in my, in my UI reads for the week. And uh, it was titled for true nerd, like optical effects and user interfaces for true nerds. And I was like, <laughs> that's me. Um, <coughs> and so it's, it's talking about um, some things that, that seem basic, but I feel like often aren't covered in, a lot of the basic learnings explicitly you know like it's kind of a thing you learn from other designers not Mm -hmm. from school um totally i can totally attest to that oh my god and so it starts really simply with just being like uh you know when you draw 400 pixel square next to a 400 pixel circle they optically don't look the same yeah 
And so it, it mm-hmm. then the rest of the article, it's a very practical article, which I love. And it's going into, you know, like uh, things like overshoot and making uh, like when you compare these two things next to each other, what is the way to make them feel similar? Mm-hmm. It's like also just for super nerdy type people, like really, like I don't do user interface pretty much at all. But I mean, I think the type nerds can appreciate it. They do, you know, a comparison how Futura O's aren't exactly circle and like why that is. That's a typographic feature um, that is all about optical sizing. There's um, an example of placing type, just one word in a box and how if you Mm -hmm. actually center it, it's not going to look centered. That's stuff that every designer needs to know. Um, It's these little details that kind of will make your piece shine. And I'm always... It's, I'm always thinking about it when I'm doing layouts too. And, you know, yeah. some things you'll actually center it in InDesign. You'll get the nice purple guide, but lo and behold, it might not look centered. Um, that's because of optical sizing. So I just think this is like a really just like good refresher on things that we often kind of overlook when we're all rushing to get a job done. Um, but it's really going to make your look your design look overall be just like really successful yeah yeah and I, it's like super practical and very detailed and also very approachable which is like the perfect yeah. trio of an educational article for me. i'm scrolling through it right now it's mostly images and um just like obviously some text to assign it but it really shines in that way and like really is approachable for a low-level designer someone that's just starting out or to like the professional that's looking at this stuff constantly i mean they have an image of like how to make a rounded corner on a rectangle properly <laughs> like yeah it, it's crazy detailed but um it's so funny because that stuff really did get overlooked a lot. I remember, Micah, I have a question. Yeah. Do you know about the story palette in InDesign? Oh, goodness. No, I don't I don't think I've ever come across that. I It was pretty life-changing. So <laughs> if you look at a magazine um, or just like a really well-done editorial piece or some novels, um, you'll notice that when you have a big block or column of text, sometimes um, the when you when the quotation marks are aligned with all the text on the left side, it makes the word looks look indented a little bit and mm. makes these small, just minuscule gaps. So if you turn on the story palette in InDesign, it actually does optical adjustments to your text. So your quotations are hanging. So oh. the yeah, so it changes each line based off what the first character is. If it's a T, obviously it's not going to be pushed into the right as much as like an M or an N. Right. Um A has space to the left. So it's this like amazing optical sizing adjustment tool that is not used that often. Um but it's like incredible and you should just play with it. Even that's crazy. They're not even setting even... large sets of text. <laughs> that's, I mean, I guess it, I haven't used InDesign. Well, I certainly don't use it as much as uh, you or a lot of print designers do. But I, that's that's like the kind of thing that I can't believe everybody doesn't know about. And the only way I found that out was I was taking, in school, it wasn't even a like a standard class. It was an elective about getting really nerdy into your adobe creative programs yeah and that was like the really nerdy thing i learned and that never was covered in any other class no one has ever talked about it i think i mentioned it to my art director to see if we use the story palette um but it's children's books so our typography is a little bit different it's um not so refined sometimes as 
um, the editorial to make it easy for children to read, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. It's just never talked about. <laughs> that's so that's so useful. Yeah, super useful. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, whether you're interested in user interfaces or you want to kind of take this article and think about it in terms of print design or um, or type design or whatever else you're doing, I still think it, it has all those useful pieces. So that's why yeah. we're sharing it this week. Definitely wanted to share that for this week. I was excited when you shared that. I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect for our listeners. Um, so the next one that we found was a neat one from Type Together. Oh, yes. Okay. Is everyone ready to get their mind blown? <laughs> type Together designed a typeface belly, and they created a specimen. But it's not just any specimen. It's a video specimen. Which, uh, you know, I, I actually originally went to school for motion graphics, so I think that's that's part of why this appealed so much to me. Um, but I found it by following Type Together, who is a great type design uh, studio, firm, foundry, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, and, they, and, they, and they posted this, and I was immediately like, oh, my gosh, A, this is really well done. It's gorgeous and beautiful and shows off the typography uh, for the font that they're trying to sell in such a, a beautiful, uh, inter uh, like, it's not interactive, but like like an interesting animated way. Why the heck have I never seen this before? Why the heck is no one else doing this? Exactly. I mean, we kind of had something like this when we uh, we partnered with Animography uh, to make like an animated version of League Spartan once, and we had that to advertise the animated version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just I can't believe that this isn't a thing that that more people do. I know. It's also, just really it's, neat. It's super satisfying. They have some images of like the Bezier curves moving and um, like really it's a really good job of making type as image, which like I always talk about, go back to, but like type can be like its own art and like they really kind of master that in this video. Um, so I just like want to, you know, give it some credit for looking at a specimen in a completely different way. Um, you know, there's paper specimens, there's microsites, but this is really kind of like the first of its kind that I've seen a video specimen and I'm super impressed. I, I want to encourage everyone that's designing type. Like if you want to get noticed, like here, here's a way. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, you know, motion graphics is a whole category of uh, technical and practical graphic design. Uh, you know, it's it's not always necessarily the most approachable uh, category of design, but it's also a super fun thing to just mess with. Yeah. Um, and frankly, uh, I think a lot of us already have, um, you know, we uh, with Photoshop. Uh, you know, if you get the whole suite, like you have access to After Effects or probably at least know somebody who does. And like, that's a fun way to get started if you're interested in trying that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, we were required to take After Effects class and I'm not too much of a digital person. So I was kind of dreading it. But when we did our type projects and we got to do motion type, like I had to admit that I had a great time. <laughs> right? It's just kind of fun. And, and it is very satisfying when you get something that moves and you're like, oh my gosh, I made it do that. Yeah, because it's just like another way to get type to speak and communicate um, and just like a in a different version. And it was just, it's so nice to see type designers kind of taking their type in that route and allowing it to kind of speak in that way. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, I definitely just wanted to make sure everyone was aware. That's a thing now. <laughs> Go check it out. We're going to have it in this week's newsletter coming out tomorrow. Um, also, don't let it get buried underneath all your Black Friday emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, um, I mean, to be fair, uh, you might be able to read it after Black Friday, after you get all those crazy emails. Yeah, when you're waiting in the airport to go home. Like Saturday. <laughs> exactly. Or for all our international listeners. True whatever. that. True that. <laughs> Just want to acknowledge that. But um, so that was an interesting find this week. Next, um, we're going to talk about Font Review Journal. Oh we go goodness. to it every single week. We share these links every week. Honestly, <laughs> because, because we're the... probably so perplexed that this comes out every week. I know. it's It looks like so much effort is put into this and they're so so well done uh and i just can't i I can't i can't believe she's doing this every single week bethany hack by the way if anyone wants to find her hack h-e-c-k um (laughs) but honestly like the the sentiment i always walk away with after i read her articles um she gives amazing examples but she literally just makes me want to use these fonts like this is the best advertising these fonts can get <laughs> because she shows them in a variety of ways she has a little blurb talking about her favorite characters which like oh i love that she does that <laughs> and um she, every every week i'm like oh, i want to use that now i i never knew i wanted to use a font and then i'd see it there and I'd be like yes like, I need that. I want that. I, um, I am totally a believer in the school of uh, font usage. Like, type specs, yeah. uh, to me, more than ever seeing type black and white uh, in an example phrase, type specs mm-hmm. are always the thing that make me feel like I could use this thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just like the variety that she shows the font being used is really inspiring. Just mm-hmm. for anyone that is using type in general, she has great examples of design um, using typography. And they're all really educational. She has a crazy good historical background when she reviews all them. And she does this every week, every single week. We got to talk to her at some point. I know. I would love to. I'll, I'll have to email and see if see if she has any time to, to do a fun chat because I just want to hear her process. I know exactly. It's, I mean, it's really incredible. So Plus, the font that she reviewed this week is already a favorite of mine. Yeah. Domain by Chris Sowersby, who is also known as Klim Type Foundry. Oh, and it's beautiful. It's, it's just such a gorgeous font, like tons of contrast, tons of character. Um, I feel like Domain, I could be wrong. I guess I don't remember, but I think Domain was like designed for a newspaper. Is that right? Um, so I'm reading it right now. The genesis of Domain was a wordmark and a typeface Chris Sowersby created for Hardee's, a wine company oh, in yeah, Australia. A, one. a wine company. That's crazy. And in fact, Domain or Domen, if Domain. you would like to do the French pronunciation. Um, that was is, I'm sorry, French people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Americans. <laughs> um Domain or Domain Sands is absolutely gorgeous. I'm just like a big sucker for good high contrast sands. Hmm. And like if you have not seen Domain Sands, it's you got to go. You got to go run over to the Internet and find it because it's I mean, I really haven't seen a typeface like it. And it's so beautiful. Such a good find. Such a good find. Yeah. So we're really pleased with this week's font. I mean, we're always pleased, but we're especially pleased. Awesome work, both both from Chris Sowersby and and Bethany Hick. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I think 
I think the last one that we had said we wanted to talk about this week is Kickstarter, right? Oh, yeah. All right, everyone. Kickstarter. They changed their logo. <laughs> well, when you <laughs> put it like that. Yeah, well, okay. Um, it's it's not like a drastic chain. It's not like a Dropbox rebrand, which I also think is good. I don't think Kickstarter needs to change that much. They did they did add um new typefaces. The actual web design is pretty beautiful. I took a look at it recently. Um, they're using like some kind of unexpected combinations. But I also thought the article that Brand New put out. I mean, maybe the article is a little bit biased because they absolutely loved this logo. Um, they had some really nice examples of like type design like the nitty-gritty work that um jesse reagan i believe yeah um put into this logo and i thought it was just like i don't know it was really helpful and also it's nice to see companies being like i want a type designer to build this and make it right um because it's unusual it's an unusual typeface they used and and you know i, I don't know jesse reagan personally but i know his work and uh, I, I, you know, he he puts out amazing stuff. So I, you know, I, I guess that is another person that would be really awesome to talk to, um, to yeah. hear about process. I talked to him at Type Thursday before. He's really really nice guy. Oh, I guess that must have been one of the ones that I didn't get to. But yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, but it's it's interesting because the web design part of the branding rebranding. Uh, has gotten a lot less in your face. Like it used to be really uh, playful and big and bold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that has gotten a lot more subdued while I think the the typeface for their logo, for the word mark, mm-hmm. um, has gotten even bigger and bolder. It's like, it's just really funny. I haven't seen any typeface kind of, like that being used for logo as of recent i guess um it is reminiscent for me of sniglet mm, yes oh god i love sniglet <laughs> just like, it is it is a little sniglet it's a little bit less uh goofy than sniglet it's like a little bit it's like sniglet's uh older uh, but but a little bit more uh mature brother yeah or something i or think something. it it's funny the contrast it has with the, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like the more sober design of the actual Kickstarter page. <laughs> sober is a great word for that. That is that is absolutely what it is. It it is that's what I'm saying. It's kind of interesting that like it used to be, all of the branding for Kickstarter was a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. and now, yeah, like the the rest of the design besides the logo is a lot more sober. Yeah, I mean, and to see that next to this like giant puffy Kickstarter font is really funky. It's also interesting though, because I'm on their website right now, and their Kickstarter logo is really, really quiet. You think when you see, yeah, when you see the logo in the article, you're like, oh my god, this is wacky. And then you go on the page, and it is like really quiet, which is interesting. It still kind of carries its fluffy letterness, but. But it's like it's also very small in the context of the page. Yeah. Which I you know, if I had to guess, I'm sure that that was partially to like bring the projects forward more than yeah. they were even. Yeah, which I like I I understand. Um and also I don't know too much about this, but Kickstarter did just open up a new um kind of branch called Drip that's been in the design news lately. Have you heard of this? I did see their like 
introducing this project, and I got the impression um, that it was something around the idea of like, like some some new uh, tool that is part of the Kickstarter to like make content over time for your audience or something like yes. that? Yes. Okay. So I'm on the page and it says fund your creative practice through the ongoing support of people who love your work. So I think it's like an ongoing continuing like subscription maybe based because I know the only person that like I know that was using it recently was Debbie Millman who I love her podcasts um, and she's like trying to get people to like help donate um, to keep it going and um, you like donate per podcast. It's kind of interesting. It actually though, like lives at its own domain. It is yeah. separate from Kickstarter. Yeah. I guess I'm, I I'm really curious to find out more about this. And I, I feel silly like having any kind of opinion without having used it or know how it works. Yeah. But everyone just keep their eyes open. And if like you see them doing really crazy, cool stuff, like let us know. Be interested. <laughs> hear about that yeah and honestly actually if anybody does know more about it or has used it uh you know yeah let us know because i'm i'm just curious about it i'm curious also if this came right at the time that they redid their logo too if they're trying to do like some revamping mm. but hmm, i don't know like they it definitely speaks to each other the two websites even though they're like different domains yeah, yeah. um different typefaces but definitely interesting stuff so Unless you have anything else to add, I think that pretty much wraps up type news and design news for the week. Yeah, you know, I think we found a couple cool things, and that's uh, I'm I'm just excited that that we got a chance to talk, even though uh, we're not in the same room together. Yeah, I know it's so so nice. While well, we're gonna be eating our turkey dinners, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hope everybody else, uh, you know, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a nice time with your family, uh, and if you don't, have a nice time with your family anyway. Just in our honor. Yeah, exactly. All this is coming out on Friday. So we hope you had a nice dinner. <laughs> well, hopefully you continue to have a nice time with your family yeah, all weekend true. long. That's and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see everybody on Monday. Um, you know, I'm, I'm basically taking the day to launch the site and the new course. And I will literally be in front of my computer all day long. If anybody wants to tweet or email, I'm going to be answering every question that I possibly can. Oh, my so, gosh. Really? Uh, I'm yeah. going to just bother you all day. <laughs> yeah, hit me up all day on Monday. You know, I, I want to make sure that everything launches successfully and everybody has a good time. So, um, Yeah, but seriously, like we love hearing feedback. We have been using the feedback we've been getting. Um, we love hearing from everyone. Um, so just like give us a shout out. Tell us what you think about anything we're doing. Sweet. All right. Then uh, everybody have a great weekend and I'll see everyone on Monday. Okay. Ciao. All right. Bye.